this edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. Well, it's Saturday again, and I can't believe we're already in September. It seems that the summer months flew by, and here we are again, back in school with excitement and hope for an amazing school year. So the past 18 months, we all know, has been so hard on all of us, but I think it's been especially hard on all the kids. That's why I thought it would be great to hear what they have to say about what they hope this school year, the 2021-22 school year, will be like. So, joining me today, first up, are my favorite high school students, my son, Sebastian, and my niece, Angelica. Thank you both for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. It's my first time on the radio, so this is super exciting for me. Thank you so much for having me on again. Wait, so does this mean I'm exempt for homework this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm happy to have you both on. And no, you will not be exempt from homework or any other responsibilities. But nice try, Seb. Okay, so you both had the choice to continue with either online learning or going back into the classroom. But I know you both chose to attend in-person classes. So, Angelica, tell me why. What was the reason you chose to go back into the classroom? I chose to go back into the classroom because I wanted to be just in the environment of it again and I also felt like I needed my old routine back and more of a structure in my life as well I want to physically see my friends again and talk to them in person and it just makes learning so much more fun and it keeps life interesting. That's a really good point I like the fact that you said that life will be interesting because for sure it has no choice if you're back to school back with your friends you know you're a full-on teenager now so yeah you wouldn't expect anything else and Sebastian I know we've talked at length about this decision at home as a family, but what were your reasons for wanting to go back into the classroom? Yeah, so it's uh, sort of the same with me. I uh, I didn't really have that high school experience last year because of COVID. So I really want to, you know, see my friends uh, and obviously make new ones as uh, I didn't really have that experience last year since we had to follow some strict rules. Um, I think it'd be good to get back into a school routine, uh, except for waking up early. That's going to be a struggle. (laughs) Um, That's going to be a struggle for all of us. Yeah. So just getting back into that routine, being in a class environment, not like staring at my computer all day, being at home and, you know, there's less distractions. So I feel like I'll have more of a, a passion for school this year. Well, that's so good to hear. I love that. And I'm so excited about this passion. (laughs) But is there anything that you guys are afraid of or anxious about being back in school? Angelica, we'll start with you. The one thing that I'm definitely nervous about is definitely exam time. I'm I'm actually grateful that I did get to write at least three exams back in my first semester. But since there's been such a gap due to COVID, and now that I'm in grade 11, there's a lot more stress because I have to get good grades and they're expected now. So it's definitely, that's one of the things that makes me most nervous probably. And so let's talk about those few exams that you had uh, before COVID. Mm-hmm. So you only had three. And yeah. then so you kind of forgot what it's like to take an exam in an actual classroom. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Now I'm in grade 11. There's just more expected from me. So I definitely forgot, which makes me very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be nervous. We'll, we'll talk you through it. And I'm sure your teachers are going to be very accommodating. And so, Sebastian, is there anything that you're anxious about? So uh, last year, I didn't really get to take any exams. So uh, that's a big stress for me. Just the experience of an exam and how hard you have to work to get that good grade. Also tests. Last year was a very different 
because we were at home. So the setting of tests were a lot different rather than being in school with the teacher there, classmates around. So, yeah, I think it's going to be very different with exams and tests. I think it's really good that we're going to get back into it and it'll really help you guys kind of nail down the schoolwork. But we can't talk all about school and about, you know, the work that's coming. Let's talk about the social aspect of being back in the school. Angelica, is there anything that you're looking forward to besides being in the classroom and learning and studying? Like talk let's talk about the social life that well, you're expecting. Well, of course. <laughs> the social aspect is definitely the one thing that I'm definitely most looking forward to and just overall being in the classroom with my teacher and not having to press the mic to talk to them and being able to go up to them and ask questions and socializing before and after class is also really fun and of course being invited to parties and going out on the weekends <laughs> oh gosh is that going to be starting we're going to have to be <laughs> having late nights I'm going to have to talk to your mom about this we're going to have to come up with some sort of a plan Sebastian yeah. what about yourself yeah, same with me. So as as I've said, I didn't really get to make new friends last year. So I think that'd be a, a very good opportunity for me to meet new people, have new friends, even get to know what my uh, uh, my old friends have been doing over the summer. I mean, I've talked to them a bit, whether it be like baseball or stuff. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be good. Also, I'd probably make a lot of friends sports teams this year or probably back too. Oh, so yeah. that'd be a very good opportunity for me since I'm kind of a sporty guy. <laughs> yeah. And Angelica, what about any of the clubs? Are you hoping that some of the clubs will start up again where you can in, like be in person? You know, maybe like, I don't know, there's like student council and stuff like that. Would that be something you might consider? Yeah, for sure. I didn't like back in grade nine, I didn't really feel comfortable to go into any clubs. It was new to me high school. And and then, of course, COVID, I didn't really have any chances to. So I'm definitely excited about joining different clubs for sure. Well, I am so happy for both of you. And I'm really so excited for both of you. And all kidding aside, I'm just happy that you guys are going to be back in school. And it doesn't matter which scenario, whether children chose to be online or back in the classroom. I think it's great that we're going to get back into a, some sort of a routine. So I thank you guys for joining me. Well, it was so great to have a perspective from two high school students about what the upcoming school year will be like and what their expectations are. So I thought it would be just fitting to have, of course, my daughter Abigail and my niece Leora on to tell us how they feel about being back in school and why they chose to be back in the classroom. So Leora, what was your what was the reason why you chose to be back in the classroom? I 100% would like to see my friends again and my classmates. Um, I I love interacting with everyone during school and playing at the park after school with everyone. Um, I would also really love to, um, you know, join the sports teams at school again since we weren't able to do it for the past two years um, due to COVID. So I feel like it could be a lot more fun for everyone to do it. That's a really good point. I like the idea of getting back in the sports teams. It'll kind of create more team spirit, school spirit, and of course it'll make you feel really good about yourself as well. And Abigail, I know we've discussed this at length as we did with your brother, but what was the reason that motivated you to want to get back into the classroom? The reason I chose to go back to school is because I miss being in the classroom and I like the routine and structure that the classroom provides. And I also get to see my friends and play outside at recess. And I'm hoping that... As Leora said, sport team, sports teams are a thing again and school trips. And that's also important, like getting back into the school trips. I wonder if those are going to happen. And I hope for your sake they do. Okay. Now, do you both feel that like being in the classroom, you feel more committed to your schoolwork? Like do you find that it kind of it creates an environment that's more conducive to being work, doing your work and learning? 
I do. I like learning in person a lot better. Um, I find it's a lot easier to ask the teachers questions instead of having to turn on your mic when you want to talk to the teacher. Um, and I also find it's a lot easier to clarify what is expected of us when we're doing assignments alone or together. Yeah, and Abby, what about yourself? Um, yeah, I think being in the classroom makes me take my schoolwork more seriously. And I also think that the structure and routine helps me focus and keeps me focused. And so, ladies, how is the waking up early going for you now that we're back in the classroom? Oh, gosh. <sighs> it's, it's, a, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> okay, do you feel like it's getting a little easier? And do you anticipate that it will get easier as the months go on? Yeah, um, the first day was a bit rough, but I think it's getting it's going to get better and it's getting better as we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I'm reminding you guys all that night that you need to get to bed a little bit earlier, um, do you understand why now? Yes, <laughs> yes. I understand. <laughs> okay, so what if you get to choose what sports team, if sports tryouts start up again, what sport would you want to try out for, Leora? Um, either volleyball or basketball. Okay. I feel like that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about yeah. you? Same? Yeah, same, but also our school has a dance team, which should be fun. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. I forgot about the dance team. Yeah. Okay, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So back to school, back in the classroom, lots of sports, and you're both hoping for trips, school trips. Yes, yes, 100%. Okay, so I'm going to throw you guys a little trick question here, okay? What advice do you give to parents? Um, advice I give to parents is to take into consideration that we haven't been into school in a very long time and they should understand if we need help with something and they should ask us if we need help and they should cooperate with our grades and just understand us. <laughs> All right. So you want us to cooperate with your grades if they're not? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Leora, what advice do you have for parents? I do agree with Abby 100%. I think that they need to take in consideration that um, we haven't been in school for a while, um, so our grades are going to be a bit challenging <laughs> this year, and just to help us if we need anything. Yeah. Well, I'm sure all parents are going to be happy to do just that, and I can't thank you both enough for being here. I'm excited for all of you, and um, I wish you the best of luck as this year unfolds. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. It was so fun. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> well, you guys are fun, so it makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> when we come back, heal the Prima Foodie Health Summit. This is the Wellness Prescription on 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or call 416 335 1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region, the wellness prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Welcome back to the wellness prescription. Joining me next is Nicole Perkins. She is an advocate for clean clean living and food awareness and through her Prima Foodie platform she is changing the way we look at food and healing. So Nicole, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So you have been on the wellness prescription in the past and you were here to tell listeners all about your passion for global food awareness and sustainable living. But this time we're going to learn all about your latest project which was Heal. It was your first ever health uh, summer health summit. So thank you for letting us hear all about it. And I'm so excited to hear about this latest project of yours. Yes, this is a, a big goal of mine, and I'm it, 
I was just so proud of it, and I hope it was helpful to people. I, I got a lot of good feedback. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. So it did take place uh, virtually on August 25th, but I guess the lessons and the messages from the event are ongoing. Yeah, they are. And I'm, I mean, I think I talked to you before about why I originally started this, and it's really an extension of that. When I started my health journey, my, my real healing journey, I felt like the health information that was available was just incomplete. So I wanted to create something that I would want to see, and this is really about that. It's The point was to educate people. I wanted a diverse lineup so that people had a wide variety of educational opportunities, and we call it HEAL with Prima Foodi, which stands for Health, Empowerment, Awareness, and Longevity. And uh, we really tried to take a holistic approach to healing. So we had cooking segments with Amanda Ramirez talking about miso. We had Monica Ford talking about fermentation. And we did so many great things. But um, we had breath work. We had... Uh, um, a, an embodiment a dance professor doing uh, an embodiment session, um, an empowerment session. We had um, functional medicine nutritionists, and the list goes on. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I could too. But what I found really interesting when I went through and checked out your lineup and was really interested in, in how and why you put this group together, it was really interesting to me and I wanted to share with listeners. So the lineup was very diverse. So you had, um, you know, mindset uh, coaches, you had like, you know, so many different healing modalities um, all combined together, all grouped together to create this event because it's really important for everybody to know that that really is what completes the whole healing process. Am I right? Yes, exactly. It, heal, health isn't one thing. It's everything together in balance. So also different modalities work for different people and even at different times in our lives. Um, also because of, uh, you know, there's the, the pandemic has changed people's awareness of health and um, everything works together. And let's talk a little bit about that. So, I mean, it's always at the top of our minds because we're still in the middle of it. But how do you think the pan pandemic has changed people's awareness of health and healing? Well, I think for one thing, people are taking they're more interested in in their individual health and and looking for different uh, different sources of information. It's very confusing. There's a lot of conflicting information out there. But rather than well, in addition to listening to doctors and CDC, I think people are also turning inward and trying to understand and make sense for themselves what this information means. Uh, rather than looking at one individual area of health, we're looking at all of these different areas and seeing how they work together and how they impact our metabolic flexibility, which is uh, the number one marker for our immune system. So one thing that we did through the HEAL Summit is we took a real holistic look at health, and it's not always just 
our blood sugar. It's not always just um, these various health markers, but it's also the softer things. So, you know, we, for example, had an interior design team come in during the health summit. Well, interior design is something that I had never seen at a health summit before, but I think during the pandemic with everyone working from home, it was more important than ever to really take our physical environment into account and, and think about the impact it has on our health. When you clear your mind, you, you clear your mood. So we took some of these softer things. We also had a functional medicine doctor um, talking about hormones. So I think just having this holistic look at health and people taking um, having more personal accountability for their health uh, is one positive outcome of the pandemic. I couldn't agree with you more. And I am a huge advocate for the feng shui of your living space, of your workspace, and of your life. And we don't realize what an impact that actually has on our overall overall well-being. I mean, you know, I'm the type of person that eats very healthy. I get enough exercise. I try to get enough sleep. But if other areas of my life are in disarray or if I feel they're out of out of alignment, that is going to impact my health regardless of how hard I try to maintain those other aspects. So it really is, you know, the full mind, body and spirit component. And I love that that's what HEAL kind of introduced to the world in a, in a greater scale. So I love that. And I think that it's a huge place to start. And I'm sure um, that you might be looking at having other health summits. Am I right about that? We are planning on it. Yes. For, we, we know for sure we'll be doing it next summer. Right. And um, it was such a big undertaking. I think that's enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it is a big undertaking. But let's go back a little bit to talk about, you know, the whole... Um, functional, what did you call it, the functional metabolism or functional? Metabolic flexibility. There you go. So metabolic flexibility. functional medicine. Yeah, like all that is so important. And because of my age, you know, I'm also very interested in um, my hormones and I work diligently to kind of keep them in check. So how do hormones play a role in how we process food? Because you're a huge advocate for like, wholesome foods and sustainability. So how does that impact our hormones? And I know you're also dealing with a few hormonal issues right now. I am. Yes. Well, to start with, uh, as Monica Ford talked about, fermented foods help balance your hormones because they help balance your gut microbiome. Also, as Dr. Jo- Dr. Jacqueline Tolentino discussed, first you can determine which hormone is out of bounds because we actually have dozens and dozens of hormones, not just sex hormones, um, testosterone and estrogen. So is it your thyroid? Is it your blood sugar, your adrenal glands, your melatonin? There are things you can do food-wise to start, but she talks about uh, also digging into the specifics and then you can see a functional medicine doctor. Also, don't discount your intuition and what feels right. So for me, I've brought together my team, which in addition to a functional medicine doctor, includes my Chinese herbalist. I've been going through this this hormonal change myself for the last couple months, and one of the things that I've had to do is be patient. So I hormones can impact your blood sugar even and cause headaches. And I started getting headaches again, 
which I hadn't had in a really long time. And the hormones can actually make it worse. So one thing that works well for me is uh, my Chinese teas. Uh, and I, you can use it in, in, um, in, at the same time as functional medicine supplements, but sometimes I like to just pare it down and do one thing at a time and get them straight. And it's work. It, it works, although, you know, the last couple of days I had another headache and had to get it sorted out. So my, my brain is a little fuzzy today. <laughs> um, I have a migraine hangover. But, you know, my, the, if, if you trust your intuition and stick to it, it works. We had Carmelie Jones on the, the Heal Summit, and he's such a charismatic guy and so passionate about what he does. Uh, people really loved listening to his talk. And he talked about the studies that have been done that show a significant lower nutrient density in our food today compared to 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, and a lower nutrient density in our soil. So the, the conclusion is it's, it's actually a really easy process. The, more nutrient, the most nutrient-dense foods come from the most nutrient-dense soil. So this is definitively sustainable, which is environmental activism without really being an activist. Hmm. If we eat the most nutrient-dense foods from our farmer's market that are not necessarily designated organic, but at least grown in, in an organic manner without genetically modified seeds, without spraying pesticides on them, and also farming them in a sustainable way. So a lot of, you'll hear about regenerative farming, and a lot of times they'll use cover crops and farm the soil in a way that's been done for a long time and then a way that's it's sustainable. It, it allows us to just keep going and keep going rather than ending up with uh, completely unfarmable deserts which we have all across the United States. And the point of this is to keep making, producing produce that is nutrient-dense and full of vitamins and minerals, right? Exactly. Well, I'm really impressed with the whole idea of the HEAL uh, Summit, and I'm sure that um, we're looking forward to more of them coming up. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about you um, and any upcoming events, how can they do that? And just before you tell everyone that, everyone should go to your website and take a look at your pistachio lemon cake, I think it is. It looks to die for, and I'm actually going to try it this weekend. Love it, yes. You can find us at primafoodie.com. We're on all socials. Instagram is at primafoodie. And if you want to reach out and send a question, we always love to hear questions. Email us at empowered at primafoodie.com. I love it. And check out that recipe. You can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, www.claudiamachiella.com. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.